You are listening to season two of Wake Up or Break Up with your host, LCB. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. What's up, you guys, and welcome to the season finale of season two. I can't believe we've made it this far. And, you know, I decided that I'm going to do this final one alone. I have been actually going through a lot of transitions this past, actually, month. And I'm sure, you know, just from if you've listened to my podcast, like I've been going through a lot of transitions this entire year. And something that came up the other day is I was looking on my calendar and I saw that it's actually been one year since Joe cheated. And not like since I found out, but since I, he actually did, like when he did it and I didn't know. And I was looking back and I was like, maybe I'll do a live episode with him. Maybe I'll have him answer some more questions. Maybe we'll talk about us. And I was just... No, I just had to take a break. I had to take a step back. I didn't want to edit any more of the interviews I have locked and loaded, which, by the way, you guys are going to be really amazing. And the stories that I have lined up for season three are really just alternatives on what you might think traditional cheating is about. And it kind of inspired me for this finale episode. I want to redefine our interpretation of cheating. And I, I want to be clear, like, I'm not trying to say that I want to normalize cheating and I don't want to say that, you know, cheating's okay and it happens, so get over it. No, I want to empower people who have been cheated on. I want to transform the way that we interpret cheating. So it's not something that we feel happen to us. So it's not something that we feel is done. We don't have to take it personally. And the concept that came to my mind happened when, you know, people were leaving comments on my TikTok and they were saying stuff like, you know, how could you ever be a coach? You know, your life is so messed up. Like if you forgave someone after cheating, you're the idiot. Or what's the point, you know, of doing all that growth if, you know, you're just going to take the person back. That just shows that you're stuck, you're needy, like you haven't grown at all. And I didn't want to take it personally because people believe what they believe because of the experiences that they've been through. And because of their interpretation of cheating, they saw me staying as a sign of weakness. And if they had been shown another interpretation or another definition or another point of view, they might not have been so harsh. And so when I was trying to think of another way to look at cheating, The first thing that came to mind is just the way that we address it. You know, when I was posting, you know, my podcast titles or talking about it, I said, you know, Joe cheated on me and it made it very personal. It made it about me. It made it seem like there was a problem with me and that's why Joe cheated or that Joe had an issue with me and I was the problem. So he cheated on me as a way to get back at me or as a way to, you know, establish some type of independence or I don't know how else you can say it, but you know, just insert it here. But instead, you guys, the way that I wanted to flip the interpretation is instead of he cheated on me, I wanted to say Joe cheated on himself. And when I thought about it, it really 
had nothing to do with me. Like Joe cheating had everything to do with where his mindset was at, what he was feeling and what he chose to do about it. And they're really, you guys, I could have been the perfect wife and he could have cheated on me. I could have been a horrible, verbally abusive, unattractive woman and he would have cheated on me. There is nothing I could have done or not done to have prevented his cheating. Because at the end of the day, he didn't cheat on me. He cheated on himself. And the betrayal, I feel, isn't so much my burden to carry. It's more so his burden to carry and why he was pushed to that limit and why he wasn't able to find an alternative decision. And and that's that's a beautiful beautiful way for me to shift the blame off of myself and not necessarily shifting the blame onto Joe, but allowing him the responsibility of owning his decision. And the power that comes from that, you guys, isn't from, you know, me just saying, oh, but it's not my fault. It's all on him. But it's finding power in my choice. So saying Joe cheated on himself And now what do I want to do about it? You know, do I want to continue on and work with him through the healing process? Do I want to walk away? Do I just kind of want to throw my hands up and say, you really messed up? Like, I just, I can't, you know, do I want to take it personally at that point? Or do I just want to say, okay, like, what, what are we going to do? Like, let me look at this outside of myself outside of the context of what I think I should or shouldn't do outside of the context honestly of what other people think I should or shouldn't do and look at him as a human being he messed up and and honestly he messed up more for himself than he could have ever done for me because the way that people look at Joe now after he cheated the way that they talk about him the way that he has totally disappeared from social media he's totally disappeared from social circles because of the shame that he has to carry that has nothing to do with me and when I was able to take the blame off of myself and to allow myself to change my interpretation of cheating and to think of it as you know like that's his thing I was liberated and in the past year I had been able to grow and to discover myself and to learn so much and to explore things I never thought I could because prior to Joe cheating you guys who I was in my identity and what made me happy was 100% back then dependent upon Joe and our relationship my definition of my self-worth, my beauty, how valuable I am, how good of a mother I am was really dependent upon my relationship with Joe and how we interacted and what he thought of me and the things that he would tell me and what we decided to do together. And if he was unhappy with me, I was unhappy with myself. Like I was so dependent upon him for my happiness and my self-worth and my motivation that when he was gone and like when we broke up and I was broken I just I didn't know what to do and I didn't know who I was and I I say this a lot like in previous podcasts but I him cheating 
on himself was the best thing that ever happened to me. It was the absolute best transformation, motivation, eye-opening, never going to go back to that, I hope, fingers crossed, again, that I needed. And I I really can't imagine a scenario. I, I really, it's hard for me to fathom any other type of situation or outcome or whatever that would have ended in the same way that this situation did. And I can't, I can't be mad at it because it wasn't about me. And if you're listening to this and you're in a similar situation and you're beating yourself up, like, what's wrong with me? Like, why, why do people cheat on me? Or why, why did, do I stay? Why did I walk away? Like, you just, you have to take the blame off of the other person and you got to focus on you. So yes, that happened. You can't change the past. You can't change who you were. You can't change what you did, but you can look forward to what's next. You can pick yourself up and say, okay, that happened. It had it had more to do with him than it did with me. You, you know, like if you feel comfortable like exploring maybe your part in the, the dissolution of the relationship and how things kind of like fell apart, you can, but the act of cheating and them taking it that step further, regardless of the circumstances of your relationship, has nothing to do with you, baby. It has everything to do with them. And I want you to be able to be okay with that. And I want you to look back on your situation, no matter how good or how effed up it was, and know that, okay, yeah, that that situation doesn't define my self-worth. It's not who I am. It, it's, it's where we were. It's where my partner was at the time. It's what their mindset was at the time. It's how far they were willing to go to end things. It was how desperate they are, how needy they were, how incapable they were of communicating to me. And maybe I could have done things differently, but I didn't. So let's move on and let's be better. And let's take time to learn about ourselves and what we need and what we want to be better people. And, you know, if you are willing to put in the work because here's the thing you know when someone cheats you can walk away and I will tell you walking away is hard but walking away also is a little it's nice it's convenient in the sense that you don't have to put in the work of healing what was broken in order to stay together you don't have to be you know you might be reminded of what happened but you don't have to face that person every day and make the conscious decision to actively forgive them over and over and over again and move forward and to look for the good and not focus on the bad and so if you choose to leave and that feels empowering for you like there's just no way you can make it work because you have to respect yourself and you have to respect your decisions do it like more power to you and if you decide to stay and you like you know if you're staying with your partner right now and they cheated on you you know you know it's hard you know that looking at them is different you know and it's not like you don't love them and it's not like you're always going to hold the grudge of them cheating but it's different because you know you can't keep bringing it up because it's going to cause a disconnect in your relationship and you you don't you may forgive but you may not forget and that's okay it's just hard 
it's hard to work through both of your flaws like both of your mistakes that led up to the cheating and then to decide okay despite what happened in the past how can we move forward and to be open and willing to hear what your partner had to say when they were unhappy or what caused their discontent and to not take that personally like i think i just feel like not taking things personally is helpful on so many levels when you've been cheated on like not taking things personally when your partner cheats not taking things personally when you want to work things out and they may have complaints about how you were or there might have been there might have been things that were outside of your control or outside of your consciousness that you might have done that might have you know pushed them a little bit or might have like pissed them off like not taking things personally and just being open to being better open to working things out open to just working on yourself and you know, people have brought that up to me too. Like, why do you have to work on yourself if he's the one that cheated? And you know what? I don't have to work on myself. I mean, if I didn't want to, I don't have to, but I wanted to because there was something that happened there prior to him cheating that I totally missed out on. You know, people said like, oh, you know, I had this gut feeling that, you know, he was cheating or something was wrong. You know, for me, yeah, I knew something was wrong, but I just didn't care. And exploring why I didn't care and exploring how I could let it go on for so long without even checking in with him or not asking him what's up, you know, just, you know, how did I get to that point of giving up on us? And how can I prevent myself from doing that again, whether it's with him or someone else? That was what I wanted to work on. I wanted to work on just how I stopped caring. And when I was able to do that exploration of myself and my, you know, my mindset and my thought process, and it brought up a lot of things for me, you know, and I always say this too, Banks is not the reason why we broke up, but having a child, you know, I'm not going to say like at my age, but you know, I was a little older and it was hard. It was not what I expected. It was not what I thought I had signed up for. And I did not expect the postpartum. And when I you know, when we broke up, I had to really self-reflect and look at, you know, why was I in such a dark place? And I think part of it was the postpartum depression. I was in such a dark place that I just didn't care anymore. And, you know, some people have told me too, oh, well, if you were having postpartum, you know, how effed up was he for cheating? Yeah, you know, that it did suck, but I needed to be, I don't want to say that I needed to be, you know, like shook. To wake up but you know the postpartum was really getting me and I just thought that I could just be in that dark place forever and that no one would notice and you know when I found out about Joe I was like damn people noticed and it did make a difference and it did have an effect and I learned I guess the biggest thing about the postpartum was that I can't leave that shut unattended I cannot leave this depression unattended these feelings unattended like they need to be addressed they need to be brought up they need to they need to be aired out and and flushed out and talked about and and I I hate the word normalized I just feel like it's thrown around so much but those feelings just needed it to be said and needed to be like accepted and acknowledged as things people go through you know normal things like 
moms who have babies don't instantly fall in love like every mom isn't like oh this is just the best day ever and every day of crying baby and poop and breastfeeding and sore nipples and all of this stuff and distorted bodies this is the best day ever no it's not like that for everyone and it wasn't like that for me and I needed to hear the more of that and I didn't and I didn't get the support I needed I didn't ask for help like you guys my sister is a therapist I was dealing with postpartum depression and I didn't even feel comfortable talking to her. Like she found out about my postpartum through my podcast, I think, or even through like a a video I did on Instagram. And she reached out to me like, what? I didn't even know. Like she's like, I feel like such a bad sister, but then I'm also kind of hurt that you couldn't come to me when you were in such a dark place. And that's the crazy thing about postpartum. That's the crazy thing about depression in general is that sometimes we just think we can suffer in silence and it'll go away like a like a cold you know like a virus oh it'll just wear off and then i'll be fine but it's it's not like that it it festers and it gets worse it's like an unattended wound you know just like a trauma you may experience it's like that and i didn't tend to it and that's something that i'm i'm learning moving forward i need to we need to tend to our wounds we need to talk and communicate and not let things fester you know there's nothing worse than keeping something inside and just thinking no one cares or that's dumb I don't want to say it out loud because he won't understand or he's going to blow up or he's going to judge me and what he does is what he does you know I, I it's like I'm paralyzing myself from processing pain, from processing hurt, from being a human with feelings because I'm concerned that my feelings and emotions are going to inconvenience my partner. And and you guys, that's the truth here is that if your feelings and your emotions and your hurt and your pain and your depression are an inconvenience to your partner, that's a reason. That is a great reason to leave that's a great reason to you know evaluate is this the right person to be with because what I did learn is that when I when I was honest with Joe after you know we were trying to reconcile things he gave a shot about me like he gave a shot about my thoughts he gave a shot about how his actions affected me and that meant everything to me and it gave me the space to be myself and not every partner is going to do that you know your partner may not be like that your partner may not be warm and welcoming and apologetic and repentful of like what they did and if that's your case I'm sorry I'm sorry if you have to walk away you know I'm sorry if that's the only option for your relationship and I'm sorry if you want to fight for your relationship and they're not willing to because you need to have both parties willing to go to battle for your relationship in order for it to work. If you're the only one fighting, if you're the only one showing up every day to battle and there's no one there, what's the point? You know, it has to be a mutual thing. You both have to want to do it together. You both have to want to make amends to make things better, to to kind of repair those wounds and to be okay with letting the other person have their space of being hurt even if they cheated on you and that's something that a lot of people disagreed with me like why would you even give him the space to be hurt for you to feel like you were to blame when he's the one that hurt you and and yeah he cheated on me and that hurt my feelings but you know for two and a half years I did things that hurt his feelings so you know is he not entitled 
to any kind of pain or sharing or openness because you know he hurt me you know like his hurt is worse than mine I just you know we got to change our interpretation of situations and of words you know we have to change the way that we look at things instead of looking at it as good or bad or right or wrong that it's just it's what happened you know and how whatever interpretation I want to put on it it might be different from yours but my interpretation of it is that this is what happened and we both effed up and we both did things to hurt each other and it, they both sucked but I'm not here to say who sucked more or who is more hurt than the other. I'm, that's not my position. My position is, you know what? We're both hurt. Are you willing to show up every day and to make this happen with me? Like, are you willing to have my back moving forward? Are you willing to support me moving forward? And if the answer is yes, and he's willing to do all of those things, and I'm willing to do all those things, then hell yeah, let's do those things together. Because that's what makes this relationship beautiful and that's what it this is what makes it different than the first time or the second time or the third time and however many times you feel is right for you to keep trying do it and if you feel like nope sorry one and done then that's okay too but we just have to do like what we feel is best and one of the biggest lessons you guys over this past year is like as I close out this episode is that The biggest thing in helping me get over the hurt and to forgive Joe and to move forward is being okay with being without him, being okay, being without him. And when I knew that I can live life, you know, if it had to be just me and Banks, if it had to be co-parenting, if it had to be me on my own and I would be single, if it had to be me dating someone else, I was okay with that. And I was okay being just me. (laughs) And I don't know if you've ever asked yourself that question. Like, am I okay just being with myself? You know, if no one else was here, if if I lost the house, if I lost my car, if I lost my job, if I lost my husband, if I lost whatever, my partner, would I be okay with just me? Would I be able to survive? And, and that might be another motivation to do the work. And that was also, you know, part of my motivation to do the work because I needed to be okay with just me because I didn't know if it was going to work out or not. I didn't know if this was going to be forever. And honestly, I don't know that I won't be hurt again by Joe. I don't know for sure with 100% certainty that he'll never cheat again, that he'll never be in a compromising situation, that, you know, that I won't cheat. I don't know. And that's the thing about love. That's the thing about relationships. You don't know. You can marry the best guy in the world and you think they're amazing and they're going to be that way forever. And one day they, they do something that totally betrays you and blows your mind and breaks your heart. You don't know. There's no guarantees in life. There's not like, you know, you found the, the diamond in the rough, you know. You might have thought it was a diamond. It turns out to be a lump of coal. But hey, you can still start a fire with a lump of coal, right? (laughs) You guys, you don't know. And so get right with yourself. You know, be okay with yourself. Do the work on yourself. And when you do the work on yourself and you become the best possible person, you could be the best possible version of you. 
and I, and you know, like, what does that mean? Best possible version, the best me I could be. It's, it's when you are solid in who you are, what you want and what you want to do, what you need, you know, how you want to show up in life, what kind of things you want to attract into your life. What do you need to work on? Like what, what's holding you back? What obstacles do you face? What kind of things are challenges for you? What are your triggers? You know, what turns you on? Like you got to know who you are. And when you can show up as your best self, when you know what makes you happy, that's when you have the best effing relationships. That's when you can show up like an effing boss and just take charge of your life and accept nothing less than what you deserve and knowing that you do deserve good things that's also part of it you deserve great things you are worth it you are worthy of love oh you've got this you've got to know who you are how amazing you are and what makes you great and what challenges what situations what past history has given you the scars that just make you so effing beautiful You guys, that's it for me for season two. I hope you found some type of inspiration, some type of motivation, love, like just empowerment from hearing the stories of these amazing people that I had on this season. And, you know, I hope this last episode kind of leaves you with something to look forward to if it's in this relationship or the next, just letting go of these interpretations that keep us confined, that make us have this narrow view of the world. Like let's broaden our exposure. Let's change things so that we can be empowered and that we are able to move forward and live vibrant lives. I am so, so, so looking forward to season three with you guys. If you're listening to this and you have a story of infidelity that you'd love to share with me um, on my podcast, share with my audience, please reach out to me. You can send me a DM on my Instagram at wakeupelsie. Uh, you can message wake up or break up on Instagram. You know, just just reach out and let me know. I'd love to talk with you. And again, you know, if you're looking for a coach or someone to talk to, just to throw ideas off of, just to get a little bit of clarity in your life, you can also reach out to me about that. You can check out my coaching page, wakeupyourpassion.com. And I'd love to connect with you guys. So that's all for me and season two. I will see you guys on the next one. Take care. (laughs) Bye.